Hey there, welcome to the Sweet 16 edition of the Bovada at Odds podcast. I'm your host, Seth Everett. He is the head odds maker at BovadaSportsbook.com, Patrick Morrow. And Patrick, we say this every year. <laughs> it never fails. It's wild, it's wacky, it's the madness. There's upsets galore, and that's what makes it fun. Seth, I am exhausted, but it's it's good exhausted. It is, I was just saying to my bosses a couple hours ago, it is my most and least favorite four days of the year every single year because I am in the thick of it Thursday around 10 in the morning. I'm not logging off until like 3 a.m. each night. It is it is awesome. It is fantastic. I just finished Googling all the players on St. Peter's so that I can pretend <laughs> that I know anything about them at all, aside from our little in-house ratings. Uh, it, it's awesome. That That is the joy of the tournament. Uh, big upsets. Uh, really dramatic, compelling end of game stuff. Uh, it's it's been awesome. It's been so good. Well, you know, I think the thing that's been the most fun about it with St. Peter's is it's not a it's not a small town. It's Jersey City, New Jersey. Like it's a it's a hub, and it's five seconds outside of Midtown Manhattan. And as somebody who lives in the New York area and has covered sports for twenty some odd years in this area, plus I grew up around here you never went through St. Peter's scores. For example, if you were doing a New York sports cast, you would talk about St. John's. You would talk about Seton hall. You would do Rutgers. You would do, um, what, you would do Hofstra before you would do St. Peter's mm-hmm. like it, it. They're not even on the radar on, on, on St. Peter's. I was joking with somebody at Seton hall. I said, does St. Peter's even have a beat writer? I don't think that, they did for most of their games. That's what's remarkable about it. It's not this this Cinderella coming out of nowhere. It's coming from the hub. St. Peter's is right yeah. there. It's, that's great. I lived, when I lived in Hoboken, I lived four minutes from the St. Peter's campus. Never saw any of their games and couldn't tell you what their team name was. Yeah, I, I think, I like to think I'm a pretty good college basketball fan. I, I know my mid-majors. I know... Uh... You know, my VCUs, I know my St. Louis Billikens, uh, I know my Hofstras. Candidly, I hadn't, I don't think I had ever heard of St. Peter's before this tournament, Seth. Uh, and that is, that, that, uh, that is what is so cool about this. And, and l- listen, they hung, they, they, they were legit in both of their games, their offensive rotations, their extra passing. I mean, you know, the Kentucky one, especially that really was. Kentucky as the athletes, they have guys that are going to be playing in the NBA. Of course, of course, of course, that St. Peter's team played like a professional team in terms of what they were doing out there. And that's what, they, that's what they have to do. That's what these mid-majors have to do. And I don't even know if St. Peter's qualifies as a mid-major because again, I've only just become aware of their existence. Uh, they're not going to get the recruits. They're not going to get the players that are going to be playing in the NBA. They have to be technically sound. And I, I think, you know, they, they didn't just get hot. This wasn't like that uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County uh, team that beat Virginia and, you know, they were out right away, you know, because in a 40 minute game, you can get hot, you can make shots, they can drop. This St. Peter's team fundamentally looks really technically sound. It, it was a delight to watch. Uh, they are called the Peacocks, and uh, boy, were they showcasing that uh, in their first two games. It, it, awesome to see, and perhaps uh, you know, perhaps they're not quite done just yet. Uh, it's it's really really looking forward to the Sweet Sixteen. It it was, uh, you know what? I, I think it was 
having the NCAA all be in Indy last year. And I think there were some COVID restrictions around it, but something about these first four days, Seth, uh, I'm still, I'm beaming. It, It was so much fun. I'm exhausted, but it was just outstanding. All right, let's take a look at this week's Sweet 16 brackets and Elite Eight. Uh, for that matter, it's uh, it's still the madness. It's still crazy. Uh, we'll start out west like we did last week. Uh, Gonzaga advanced to the Sweet 16. Uh, they will take on Arkansas, and Texas Tech will take on Mike Shashevsky and Duke. I know Duke is the emotional pick. It's uh, Shashevsky's last year. What do you say about the West region? <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot going on there. Uh, let's start with Gonzaga, Arkansas, two teams that. Uh, they're here, but uh, they didn't get there cleanly. Gonzaga struggled in both of their first two games of the tournament. Arkansas had a lot of trouble uh, closing out uh, Vermont, but uh, you know, doesn't change the fact that Gonzaga is still the top of our efficiency ratings at Bavada. We consider them still the best team remaining uh, in the tournament. They are currently eight and a half point favorites in this one, Seth, minus 395 on the money line. Uh, we're seeing a little bit split action here. We're seeing Arkansas a little bit more money on the handicap. We're seeing Gonzaga uh, a little bit more money on the money line itself. So, uh, you know, hey, as a book, that's what we love to see. We love to see money coming in one direction. Uh, we love to see money coming in both directions, pardon me. Uh, so it should be a good one. Uh, I really, you do have to hope or think that this is the problem with a team like Gonzaga, right, Seth? They they play in such a small conference. They don't really get tested too often. And uh, this is the problem that they run into every tourney time. So maybe these early stress tests will help them sort it out. Uh, they ultimately were able to prevail, but uh, still the best team standing again, eight and a half point favorites at Bavada. All right, let's jump over to the Midwest. Uh, that's where the top seed Kansas has advanced. Uh, they'll take on fourth seed Providence. And then you have a 10 versus 11. Uh, Miami had the big upset of Auburn. Uh, Iowa State, the massive upset of Wisconsin. So Iowa State takes on Miami. They had to go back to Florida to get their home uniforms because they're the higher seed there for the Hurricanes up against the Cyclones. The Midwest region or the Pat Morrow region this week as uh, Pat Morrow will be in Chicago for these games uh, alongside Mrs. Morrow. So looking forward to some really good basketball. Uh, Really, really glad that... uh, Nothing against uh, the great state of Wisconsin, but they just play such boring basketball that I was happy to see Iowa State uh, come out of that one. Uh, Big 12 has been so good this year, Seth, that it's fantastic that it's shaping out the way it is. But looking at the action itself, Iowa State currently a two and a half point underdog. So the Miami Hurricanes, uh, ACC, uh, doing much better than expected so far in this tournament. Uh, You know, it's always luck of the draw who you end up uh, getting sorted against. But hey, they're there. They're winning. Strong results. Uh, Miami is currently two and a half point favorites as noted, and uh, they are getting about 85% of all bets at Bavada. So not a lot of love for Iowa state Uh, looking at the top of the bracket. uh, You have Kansas and Providence and Kansas. uh, One of the remaining one seeds that's still in there. We obviously lost Baylor and we lost. uh, Did we lose another one seed? Am I losing my mind? Probably March madness has finally got to Pat Morrow looking at Kansas uh, Providence. Baylor's out. Baylor's out. Arizona's still in. Gonzaga's Arizona's still in. Gonzaga, Baylor's yeah. the one that's out. Yeah, Baylor's the one that's out. There were some, there were some scares. Absolutely, TCU absolutely got jobbed against Arizona. Um, looking at Kansas, Providence. Kansas is currently a seven point favorite at Bavada right now, and the Providence Friars getting a little bit more action. So uh, 
interesting to see uh, we might see this line on the move but again currently they are seven point favorites uh rock chalk jayhawk best team remaining in the midwest uh excited to see them live i've personally had a lot of uh, love and hate for this team uh, for my own betting past uh they've either gone too far or not far enough for me in various tournaments over the years but excited to see what bill self and those guys can do in person in chicago all right let's jump on the south bracket you referenced tcu they gave arizona a scare arizona survives they'll face houston who upset illinois even though that's a four or five it's not really an upset the massive upset is the Michigan Wolverines. Can't you hear the joy in my voice? Um, <laughs> <laughs> they'll take on uh, the two seed Villanova. Uh, some super compelling games in the South. Uh, you referenced Michigan, uh, a, a team that uh, two, three weeks ago, wasn't even sure that they'd even be playing in March Madness. They really had to get some late season wins under the belt, a little bit of a run in the big 10 tourney just to bolster up that resume to even be playing uh, you know, that Michigan-Colorado State uh, wasn't too impressed with that one, but knocking off Tennessee, a team that was playing some of the best basketball in the country, really, really impressive. Uh, they are going to run into it a little bit with Villanova, a team that, generally speaking, lives and dies with the threes, and, uh, well, they've been living with them so far. Villanova, currently a five-point favorite at Bavada Seth. They're getting about 65% of all bets. Uh Personally, I, I like the matchup a lot for Villanova. I do think Michigan is punching above their weight. That Tennessee win, again, is impressive, but I don't think it's sustainable. I just don't think this Michigan team is too good. I am so much more excited for what I believe is the game of the Sweet 16 in Arizona and Houston. That Houston team is so technically sound. They do so many things right. Uh, Arizona is a great basketball team. They had to squeak by TCU. Again, Big 12, awesome. Uh, Arizona only a two-point favorite in this one, Seth, and we're seeing pretty split action at Bavada on this one. One of the uh, higher over-unders of the week at 145, so we're expecting a lot of points in this one. But Houston, uh, you know, the analytics loved them last year. They love them again this year. I think Ken Palm has them as their second-best team in the country. Uh, they actually have uh, Ken Palm rated ahead of Arizona. So, yeah, I guess not too surprising that the spread is as low as it is, but... Uh, yeah, should be a fantastic one. Again, I think that's the best game of the Sweet 16. And then finally, the East. Uh, you have n both the number one and number two seeds eliminated. Baylor uh, eliminated by North Carolina. And then, of course, you had the big Kentucky loss to St. Peter's. What do you make of St. Peter's? I saw somewhere, tell me if I'm wrong, 150 to one. I mean, would you put $10 on St. Peter's, the, 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 the peacocks there to... To go all the way, I mean, would it be the craziest story you've ever seen in sports? Um, you also have UCLA taking on North Carolina. Yeah, it's, you know, candidly, it's still very difficult to try and figure out the St. Peter's team because uh, I've, not, I've now seen them play twice. I had not watched them prior to this tournament. I wasn't aware of their existence prior to this tournament. And by all accounts, though, from what I can gather from box scores and various efficiency ratings, they're not a very good team, but in the two games they played so far, they looked fantastic. They absolutely hung. They weren't flukes to the extent that uh, they didn't look like they were outmatched. They weren't just hitting lucky shots. They frustrated Kentucky. They frustrated their opponents. Uh, I, I'm very fascinated to see what they do next. I want to watch more of them because, again, they, this is a team that lost 11 games in the MAAC conference this year. They are, on paper, not a very good team. But they're still here. Hey, listen, you only need to be good when it matters. And they're playing really good basketball in March. Uh, 
do we expect them to run up against a little bit in Purdue? Unfortunately, yes. Purdue is currently a 12 and a half point favorite at Bovada. Uh, no real surprise here, Seth, that because of their recent success, uh, we're seeing far more money on St. Peter's on both the point spread and the money line right now. Uh, this is kind of, you know, it reminds me of the Florida Gulf Coast a couple of years ago. We lost a lot of money with Florida Gulf Coast continuing to uh, progress through the tournament. Unfortunately, they were eventually knocked off. Uh, it's not a perfect parallel, especially because that team was a uh, lob city. They were all about the dunks and St. Peter's is a pretty good three-point shooting team. I do think Purdue is going to be a little too tough for them, but I would love to be wrong. I, I hope this continues. They've been very fun so far. As long as they're playing good basketball, I don't mind if on paper bad teams uh, continue to advance. As long as they're playing good basketball, it doesn't matter to me what the logos are in the jersey, as long as I'm seeing compelling gameplay. St. Peter's has looked good, but yeah, 12 and a half point dogs. Um, looking at the other matchup in the region, that's UCLA and that's North Carolina. Uh, interesting North Carolina team. They look like they had Baylor easily, easily over the weekend. Uh, they kind of crumbled a little bit late. Uh, they've got some good players there, but I do worry about their depth. They look like a team that was a little bit lost at times on uh, Sunday. They are currently two-point dogs, so UCLA is the ever-so-slight favorite in this one. A little bit more money coming in on North Carolina, Seth about 60% so far at this point, but it's, it's early days. I think we're going to see a lot of movement on not just the lines, but the betting handle uh, for these ones at Bavada. Well, listen, you know, I can't blame anybody to take a flyer on the uh, St. Peter's. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's fun. No, no question. Um, you know, the game's going to get primetime coverage. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, this is what the tournament's for. And this is why, the tournament is not measured as college basketball is measured. You know, it's been my argument for years. Um, the tournament is its own, you know, entity and good for them. And I hope that it's a great game. I hope it's a classic game. Yeah. You know, this tournament is already, I think, over delivered in terms of how many games have been meaningful right to the end. Uh, some controversial finishes, some places, some, you know, some tricky calls, you know, the referees, have uh, certainly made themselves known in this tournament, which is never good. But, uh, you know, fortunately, I, I think we've been talking mostly about the gameplay itself, which is always good. Um, it, it has been a fantastic tournament. It's awesome to see all the regions actually be their own regions again. We're not just doing the whole thing in Indianapolis. Uh, the travel becomes a thing, although it almost messed up uh, Colorado State. They couldn't uh, figure out even how to get to the game uh, against Michigan until very, very last minute. So... Uh, you know, I guess we're all trying to figure out how to navigate air travel again for the first time in a couple of years. So, uh, that was an interesting wrinkle, but uh, the tournament has been so compelling. The betting handle has been absolutely nuts. I mean, we expected it to be our biggest March madness ever, but even still looking at it year over year, the handle has grown, I think by three times, at least just for the live betting this year, Seth, which is crazy because we, we see growth all the time across other sports. Our NBA has grown maybe about by one and a half times. So to have NCAA, I guess, close to double the growth that the NBA is seeing with us at Bavada has just been wild. I, you know, I am going to have to know more about teams like St. Peter's in years to come because this is clearly where a lot of interest is, uh, you know, segueing away from the traditional North American, the pro sports. You know, it's, it's the kids. The kids are getting all the money and it's good that they're actually getting all the money now they could actually market themselves and, and make a little bit because gosh we definitely do pretty well uh having the ability to post lines on these kind of things it, it, it's awesome for us to see this growth i've got to learn a little bit more about college basketball for next year that's for sure 
still the funniest thing. Uh, and I have to give shout out because a, a fellow Q alum and uh, CBS announcer, Andrew Catalan had the call uh, NA sports with friends, uh, uh, veteran as well. Uh, Andrew had the call of the cheerleader getting the ball from behind the backboard. How priceless was that? <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the human stories are almost as good as what we see on the court, uh, whether it's the sister Jean stuff, whether it's, you know, a fun incident with a cheerleader, uh, the emotions from the parents of these kids at, uh, you know, these schools, uh, it, it, it's infectious, really. Uh, you just, you don't see this in pro sports, you know, the silliness, the goofiness, uh, the emotional breakdowns. I mean, I think what we do, uh, we appreciate it that much more because it is so rare. But yeah, you know, it's it's kids playing, it's kids in attendance, uh, it's kids cheering them on. It is, you know, they, they haven't been crushed by the reality of the world just yet. You know, all their hopes and dreams. So it, it, it's fantastic. And that's getting a little bit morbid now from Pat Morrow. But uh, it, it is just the raw emotion of these tournament games. Uh, just it, it's another layer of what makes them so special and just so, so enjoyable to take in. Yeah, it, it, I, I just got a kick out of it. I thought his call, you know, like like hyping it up and having fun with it. The whole thing, that's the whole thing of the tournament is, remember, 85% of your audience does not care who wins. Yeah. Another 40% only cares because they have money on it. Mm-hmm. So you're talking to casual fans who don't have a horse in the game. You got to keep them entertained. And if it's goofy things like that, they did it. And it's fun. What, what What's weird is how it's evolved in that now there are four linear networks airing all these games in the United States, because it used to be, they would just go from game to game, to game, to game, to game. And now it's, you have your choice of what game you're actually watching. And I'm telling you, there's something for everybody. Absolutely. Seth, I was just thinking, uh, yeah, it's, it's fantastic where we are now instead of the bouncing around the games that each network gets their own game. Uh, I, I did find, that it was a little bit frustrating in the past, you know, sticking with the game that you want to be watching um, and having the four networks grab them all has just been perfect. I was just thinking, uh, you know, how, how long until we get a Nickelodeon version of this broadcast with, this, with, the, <laughs> with the green dunking and uh, although it was a little bit too kidsy at times, but, uh, it, but you know what, it, it's, you, you gotta be inventive with it. You have to be creative. I do think the Turner crew is a, a nice addition, although, Unfortunately, you know, they've gotten better, but that first year that they did it, you know, you, you had NBA guys talking about college. It's basically me trying to tell you all the things I know about St. Peter's basketball. Uh, there's a lot of gaps, but uh, they've gotten so much better at it. And the product as a result, uh, it's just th- th- those Thursday Fridays are some of the best viewing experiences for either a casual fan, a sports better, or however you attack these games. Uh, it, it is the best. No, there's no question. It's, it, it's a unique thing. And it's funny how you don't pay attention to other sports. I mean, NFL free agency, there've been some big baseball moves. The NHL trade deadline was this week and it's all taking a back seat to college basketball. Yeah. Oh gosh. The, the NFL, they but certainly just for tr- these three weeks and then it's over. What, well, you know what, really not even just those three weeks, really for those four days. Uh, I, I always kind of find a, you know, after the first weekend is done that it, it's, you know, the sweet 16, the lead eight, the final four, obviously it matters. Obviously people care. It's good, but it's, it's, it's not as crazy. It's not as insane. There's less games to navigate. There's less games for us to handicap. I do find that, you know, when it gets to Thursday and there's only going to be four games on that night, that it's, it's kind of a letdown for me. So I think there's a chance now uh, for these other sports to start making headways. Uh, you know, we're going to figure out where everything has landed with the trade deadline. 
We're uh, going to see what some of these NFL teams look like. They're going to they're get their coverage. But you're right. For those four days, at the very least, uh, no other sport can really touch March Madness. No question about it. And uh, next week, we'll have the final four, and we'll get all excited for that. But we'll also get back into the regular sports world and see what else is going on as well. Patrick, enjoy. Have a great trip to Chicago. Um, take lots of pictures and uh, enjoy the basketball games. And um, when, when, when people are cheering, I just want to give you a little advice. Don't start shouting out odds. <laughs> I know that's going to be hard for you. You have to contain yourself. See if you can pull it off. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to see if uh, there's some good live betting angles inside the United Center. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have, I'll, I'm going to try and be present and enjoy the game as a fan. But uh, I imagine I'll be peeking at the in-game odds uh, pretty frequently. You know, it's very funny that when you say that because the United Center is the, one of the oldest of the new buildings. It's yes. still considered a new building, but it's over 25 years old. Mm -hmm. It's well, a cool I building. I've been there. I saw a Blackhawks game there. I never saw a Chicago Bulls game there. Um, yeah, I definitely saw a Blackhawks game there. We we were hoping that uh, you know, by, and I get why they can't because they're hosting at the same site. But it, it would have been cool to see an original six game while we were in town, but it didn't work out. But it just means we'll have to go back. Well, yeah, if the NCAA tournament's in town, <laughs> the, the, whatever arena is hosting these games, those I know, sports I know. are on the road. I, I, I was hoping because, you know, hey, they can do those 24-hour turnarounds with an NBA and an NHL game. So I was hoping, yeah, hoping, but, but the no. The week they, of the Big East tournament, the New York Rangers take a nice road trip. <laughs> okay, see, that's another thing I didn't know. I'll add yeah. that with my St. Peter's knowledge. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's Patrick Morrow. I'm Seth Everett. We'll see you next week. Have a good one, folks. <laughs>